Welcome back, welcome back, welcome, welcome back. back. And shit. Oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. Whatever, 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 Just got an Erica Badu. Both of them. Period. Period. I don't have to choose that. That's it. what I said when it came to Chris Brown and, and uh, Ursha. Because they give, they both do it for me in different ways. So yeah. it's still soulful. So yeah. I ain't got a pig. <laughs> Period. Period. Both of them. Shit. Um. So welcome back <laughs> to another episode. Yeah. Of a whole mood. We are going to come with a theme song, and I'm just so excited. Yeah. In advance. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but we got some stuff brewing in the pot. Brewing in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> so there that is. Um, we are spotlighting this week um, for our hot box. Yes. Hot box segments. Yes. We're talking about everybody who has had a hand in making the age of the Rona Mm. sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you have been out here making face masks, whether you are an employee at a grocery store Mm -hmm. or a department store, um, we're not shouting out any of the businesses, but rather the people who are sacrificing their lives. Yes. Um and their health. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, we we honor you. We appreciate you. We are both also working. Yes. But um, yes, <laughs> we are just wanting to need to say thank you and show mass appreciation to everybody who is out here fighting a good fight. Absolutely. Yes. And we, you know, I can't imagine. You know what you all are thinking about while you are face to face with who knows what. Like all day, every day, we don't know who you know we are coming in contact with. Mhm. And um, but still, you are here serving. And I don't know. It's 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 so much deeper than that. But I just want we just wanted to say thank you and we appreciate you all yes and i hope that y'all are also pouring back into yourself too and Mm. honoring your self-care like i took four days off work and i don't feel bad about it Mm -mm. like my job is severely understaffed and like not severely but understaffed um but and i don't know maybe i don't know i i did i requested time off Back in March, because that's how long this shit has been going going on. But um, 
I had a plan, but when I knew that I wouldn't be able to travel, I still like kept my time off. And for those who can afford to do so, please take time off as you need to. Yes. Pour back into yourself, cook for yourself, relax, like just get out and enjoy yourself, whether it's in nature, whether it's sitting on your front porch, whether it's taking a walk. Just get some fresh get air. Get some fresh air. And some vitamin D when you can. Yeah. Say from fuck, the sun. Say fuck them kids for a little while. Let them <laughs> run around in their room. Like, just take a minute for yourself because, you know, life is changing for all of us right now. Mm-hmm. And it's important to have that time for you. It's important to have... um it's important to stay sane and that's going to look different for all of us. But, um, yeah, it, you matter too. You matter too. So, and this world will make us feel like being selfish is a bad thing or, you know, putting yourself before other people, even when it comes to your kids, like they make it seem like it's a bad thing. No, they will eat too, but I deserve as well. So, Yes. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. We appreciate you. And um yeah, I hope that you are all safe and taking care of yourselves and tune into this episode. Yes. And also people who are not working but still reaching out to go to the grocery store to take care of their parents. Yeah, you know to to make sure their parents or you know elderly have food or those who cannot do for themselves. People are actually reaching out to help them. So shout out to y'all too. Yes, shout out to everybody who has been misplaced from work. Like mm-hmm. shout out to y'all too who have had to like I say do life differently. Um, I hope that you are at the least able to have some sort of income so that you can sustain yourself. Um, or that by now some sort of plan is in place to um, to recover from this. So yeah. we are sending mass love and peace and joy out into the universe and just knowing that it'll reach you. Yes. That is all. So tune in. Tune in. Tune in. And yeah. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole mood, baby. It's a whole mood. It's a whole mood. Y'all. Hey. <laughs> welcome back. <sighs> Guess who's back? Back, back. Guess who's bizarre? <laughs> so, welcome back to another episode of a whole mood. <laughs> that was Tierra sliding her chair closer to me yeah <laughs> left foot up right foot slide oh my gosh <laughs> basically i'm saying either way we're about to slide came with them like, shout out to the tootsie slide <laughs> <clears throat> so this is Another episode of A Whole Mood. Uh-huh. If this is your first week checking in, hello. Hey. How you feeling? How you vibing? What's up? My name is Bree. BKA Briance, BKA Breezes, BKA Bahama Breezes. Listen. Listen. <laughs> AKA Bree the Doula, AKA Bree Be Tired. 
Brie like doing late shows, huh? Yeah. Man. We we just, you know, this is our thing, you know? We just gonna push through. <laughs> we making it. Yes, and who are you? I am. That's it. That's right. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I say, All right, moving on. <laughs> right. In the third dimension, I am Tierra, a.k.a. T. Spelled T-I, but pronounced T. Um, I am the founder of IC Content Creations. Uh-huh. I am love. <laughs> I am crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am all things. I am me and I am you. <laughs> Asking who I am is a book. Real. <laughs> Trail deal, Holyfield. I am nothing and everything. You At hear the me? same damn At the time. same damn time. Listen. Yes. <laughs> that is so real. So here we are, mm-hmm. still quarantined or yeah. whatever. And. Um, this week we are calling this episode school and life and this is kind of going to be like our Sankofa experience right Mm. so we're going to take we're going to take a little trip back into time and kind of dissect different lessons that we've learned that we've picked up in this life in whatever dimension Um, and we're just going to unpack what what we have, what we take from from those chapters, and we literally gonna start from childhood up into the present. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, so beginning in like early years, like before the age of ten, what is one lesson that you could take from that? Like one, ex- it doesn't have to be an experience per se, but like something that you you can say like you learn from that period of your life. Age nine? Anything from... From that, the early... From before the age of 10, yeah. From before the age of 10, I Mm -hmm. learned that I didn't have a voice. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Care to say more about that? Well, as far as, you know, um, uh, you know, like, uh, with parenting and custody issues and Mm -hmm. different things like that and wanting to be elsewhere and having to be somewhere else Mm -hmm. and you know trying to voice an opinion on you know quite a few things you know and just being torn in between um what someone else wants you to do Mm -hmm. and what you really want to do type thing that's when I learned I really didn't have a voice Mm. Even with, you know, liking boys and stuff like that and, you know, low-key having feelings for, you know, the opposite sex. Or not the the opposite sex, sex, the same sex, Mm -hmm. yes. And um, just being unfamiliar with it because nobody I knew was like that. You know, there were tomboys, but nobody was gay. Like, what was that? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know what that was about. Mm Mm-hmm. So that that's what I learned at that age. What okay. About you? Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, um, I feel like a lot of things were happening around me at a young age, 
and a lot of things that I couldn't really understand or control or just adjust to and like some of my earliest memories are like of me learning how to shut down at an early age and I see it more clearly now but like returning back to like that early childhood I can remember like just being upset at like the way things were what was going on like like I said I always wish that I had both parents in the household like just I always wonder like what life would be like if I had you know two parents in the household and um just constantly seeing like my mother like overextend herself or you know just you know trying to juggle so many things and um just feeling helpless as a child like you know feeling like like always wishing that you know like wishing or wondering what I could do to help and there not being any options for me at a young age um and so it caused me to have like this weird disconnect from like my own heart and like I don't know I'm 29 now and I'm just understanding how important self-love is and I don't know I wish I would have like grasped that concept like early on um I'm grateful to know what love looks like now but I can't help but to think what life would have been like if I would have known how to I don't know how to like instill that love within myself because you know my mom was busy working she was doing other things you know mm-hmm. so just a lesson of learning self-love at every age mm-hmm. yeah so transitioning to I don't know after 10 what's a lesson you can think of Uh, after 10 a lot of stuff I don't even remember because there was a lot of trauma (laughs) a lot of childhood trauma and after 10 um, that was well 9 I think nine or ten or a little bit after that is when the the um molestation started happening so i i can't really say what i learned um yeah i I definitely learned learned some not bad habits or decisions but i i learned i think i i I really can't say what I learned. The learning came as I got older. School, you know, academically, I was learning, you know, all the time. But, um, yeah, as far as life lessons, (laughs) I had plenty of life lessons ahead of me. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I relate to that a lot. Like, not, 
I don't know. I feel like also like a lot of things that we experienced as kids, like we didn't really have language for or we didn't really have like the understanding to be able to say like what what it was or you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't really have a lot of language and even like just how things have shifted culturally, like a lot of like even when you think about like sexual assault, sexual trauma um, sexual harassment, like, and the differences, like, mm-hmm. we look at it from a different lens now, but shit, when we was coming up 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have the language that we have now, like, a lot of things that were happening to us, we didn't know was wrong, right. or was, you know what I'm saying, we just thought that was just, you know, the way things were, or it was just a form of flirtation, or whatever, like, we were because you know if there if it didn't go this far then it wasn't this or if this didn't happen then you know then it wasn't it's it wasn't considered like a bad thing so times have changed you know times have evolved as you know along with our human experiences um so i definitely understand where you're coming from and also how life has shifted mm-hmm. along with that Word. Moving on to the next coming ages. Uh, well, for me, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I really, like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of language. Um, I know that when I was younger, like I was very, very creative. Like I loved to read and write, and I. I I don't know because I didn't have like like my mom she worked like that's that's what she did she worked she provided she wasn't really present emotionally for us when I was growing up like now we have a completely different age relationship (laughs) but yeah when I was growing up like she wasn't emotionally available And so a lot of things that I used to be like very excited about or, you know, I wanted um, like somebody to pour into, I didn't have a whole lot of outlets or, you know, adults to like nurture those parts of me. And um, I don't know, I just always like, I don't don't know, it caused a lot of like self-doubt and it caused a lot of fear and... I don't know, just unhealthy habits. And now I can look at life differently and say, like, those pieces of me, they're still there. And it's, it t- sometimes it takes for us to become adults and be like, you know, it's okay to, like, pull, you know, pull those things from our childhood and, like, you know, revamp them as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes people will like take an old picture and they'll like redo it as an adult. Sometimes it's okay to to pull those old lessons, those old feelings, old um old uh what do you call them? Recreate not recreation. Um I don't know, just things that you used to be passionate about. Like I'm in a chapter where I'm like I have full access and ability to tap into those things that, you know, maybe I haven't nurtured in a long time. 
things that I still love, things that I still, that still bring me joy. I just haven't done them. I haven't given myself permission to, to do those things again. Um, but yeah, like one of the biggest things, like I said before, like I learned at an early age to shut down. Like when I was sad or angry or worried or fearful, shutting down was like, like happened ASAP. So, um, I don't know, like in this, I'm just, I wish that I would have like found more joy in those times versus just shutting the world out. And I didn't realize that until I got older that those things weren't conducive to my growth. Um, so yeah, I just would have, would have liked to have been more brave and less fearful during those times. Definitely. Same here. Um, we at 10? No, we're we're moving to like late teenage. Early teenage? Late teenage. So like between 15 and 20. Mm. Well, in between that time... I mean, every age, every age I learned something like, you know, within the the two year span, it was always something, but like 13, 14, that was when I learned, even 11, 11 to 14, I had learned to keep my mouth shut and to um, control my emotions. Because even when I was a little girl, I was very emotional always crying very sensitive even stuff that was that made me really happy I cried and yeah but later on down the road like I learned like crying was annoying it annoys people and people don't like it so I learned how to hold those tears inside hold feelings inside so which explains you know the later conditioning of adulthood and even you know in uh late late teens i did a lot of that holding in emotions at 16 that's when i got my first girlfriend so um that's when i started opening up a little bit not really to every nope that was a secret but that's when i learned that Somebody actually really felt the same way I did. 16. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I learned that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think around that time also, uh, I was going to this Church of Christ where it was mostly um, Caucasians. And that's when I learned that I was ready to go back to Baptist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse, reverse. Yeah, go back to Baptist because my grandma raised me in the in the Baptist church, community mm-hmm. missionary Baptist church. So you know what I'm saying? Like I had missed that something about that I just really missed. So I went back there, and that's actually where I met my first girlfriend. It was like boom, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. What's up? Where's yours? <laughs> What's your lesson? Um. Yeah, my lesson was, shit, sometimes these kids be cruel, but, you know, 
just do you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, shh. Okay, so by, I don't know, late teenage years, I think I knew then that I was attracted to girls, but I was nowhere near, like, coming out. Like, whatever I was feeling or, like, seeing, it was way on a hush-hush. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, like, of course, you know, you have your your good girlfriends that you're going to laugh and, like, kiki and, like, put your head on their titties and just, you know, just have you a good little laugh or whatever. And, you know, but for me, it was never anything more than that by that point. And I don't know. I would have just, I don't know, a big lesson from that chapter in my life was just, like, fuck these kids you know what I'm saying like people in high school I don't know for some reason like my last two years of high school was it was pretty lit like I wasn't I was by no means like popular but like by then like I had a sense of self and like I knew at the end of the day, like I knew where I was at and where I wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew where I was going and where I wasn't going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, to a certain degree, like I still let a lot of like considering other people hinder me, like considering what certain people would do if I was to move away. So I stayed in Cincinnati for college um, just a whole lot of considering others, and I don't know. I really a big lesson from that chapter for me is like, do you, you know, life goes on, but what are you, what, what kind of legacy are you going to leave behind, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just leaning more into, you know, into life, into things that I don't know. Just lean into what you love. Word. So, now we're getting into these messy-ass 20s. The messy-ass 20s. Ooh, these 20s, That's what we just... I said 15 Uh, to 20, and you went to 13 to 14. Right, because we missed... Like, that's what... It was was a chunk. Yes. That's what I was saying. You can break it down however you want to. That's right. So, we, me and Tierra are five to six years apart, so... (laughs) It's going to be a little different. <laughs> Plus, she an 80s baby. I'm a 90s baby. You know. Yeah. So, you know, you know, we learned a lot in the 80s. You know, as 80s Girl. children. <laughs> Them 90s babies. Lord Jesus. No. But anyway. <laughs> I'm giving her a look for all of us right now. All of the 90s babies. I got you. Child. 80 baby don't care. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, eighteen. That's when I graduated, and that was one of the highlights of my life. That's when I really came out the closet. Okay, I really came out the closet. And I ain't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, Shh, it's whatever. And yeah, that's when I learned that there are way more people out there. Like once I started coming out the closet, that's when everybody came out the closet. You know what I'm saying? Well, people was coming out to me like, girl, so it's something I wanted to tell you, right? Oh, I'm shit. Like, whoa. Uh-huh. So that's when I learned that I'm not the only one. No. Yeah. In church and, you know, um, you know, liking girls and whatnot. And that's the first time that I learned that I didn't really like boys because I had a boyfriend. 
And the day that I think I broke up with him is the day that I start really getting serious with my first. Wait, the day you broke up with him? Uh huh. Oh shit. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> we like kissed, and I was like, uh, okay. I. Sorry. And they was talking. He was talking about marriage and kids. I was like, oh, that is, oh. Yeah, it was it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And later on, I went to her house, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want right here. Right. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that ass. Bring that ass. So, yep. That's what I learned. Eighteen. I don't. How are we gonna do this? What you mean? Um, with the timeline, I guess you we just keep, keep it, going. Just yeah, keep we it like already. This. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know. From. I. I definitely feel what you were saying. Like. Like I said, last two years of high school, like I was pretty much spreading my wings. Like it wasn't a whole lot you could tell me about me. Mm-hmm. Like I was. I had got my own apartment, like, I had a job, um, and it's something so liberating about moving out at 18, mm-hmm. and everybody told me, like, because I had got my first job before I got, okay, let me rewind, so I got a car before I got my license, but I had a job, mm-hmm. I just didn't have my license to drive my car, mm-hmm. type shit, mm-hmm. so finally passed my driver's test, so I could drive my car, and then I ended up moving out on my own. And also, learning at an early age the value of money and how to be responsible with money, mm-hmm. that is self-love right there. But anyway, um, so I learned at an early, I learned around like the 18-ish um, time of my life. People kept telling me like, girl, don't move out of your mama house. Just stay at home, save your money, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope, fuck that shit. I got a boyfriend, you know what I'm saying? I want him to be able to come kick it whenever. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it was some strains at home. So I was like, you know what? I was trying to be grown. I was like, I'm about to be out here on my own. And I'm going to live my best whole life, right? (laughs) And that's what I did. I moved out, had a boyfriend, and I was... I let all my friends... I, my spot, people could come crash at my spot if they was drunk. Like, it was just... it. The sky was the limit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we did it up. But, yeah, like, it was... I, I definitely had that free, like, somebody had left the gate open when I turned 18. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm about to be out here. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, for some reason, I just knew that I knew what life was about. Yeah. And looking back at almost 30, I'm like, who, bitch, you had no idea. But it's 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 still been a fun ride. Yeah. Like, it's been a fun ride. So, stepping into your, your messy 20s. Messy 20s. Your early 20s. Shit, I was drinking before then. <laughs> so, Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But them early 20s, I was partying a lot. I was living my best life. I was comfortable with who I was. I had a job. Um, I think 20, 20, yeah, 20 years old, I had my own apartment. Mm-hmm. And I had a car. Well, that was my second car. Because, um... Yeah, of course, I had been working, and so, you know, I got another an, another car, you know, so I was on my responsible thing, and mm-hmm. I was 
partying with people older. I was, I've always partied with people older than me. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. And it was, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's when I was um, performing at uh, one of the gay bars. Even though I was underage, they had their ways to get me in. I mean, I was literally living my best life. And then, boom. You know, you you um, you hook up with, well, I don't, I don't know if you know about it. But, you know, you hook up with straight girls. Or want to, you know, want to pop um, girls, girl genity. And yes. it can get very toxic. Yes. And I had that one. And we worked together and all of that club shit and performances and performances and um well, shoot, I was making CDs. I man, I did it listen. up, huh? Yeah. I yeah, I had a few um songs that I made. Okay. Yeah. I mean it was Boss T mm-hmm. was was out here. Okay. I was doing a damn thing until that girl, she shut shit down and shook my whole fucking world. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For a good four four years, mm. uh, yeah, off and on, mm-hmm. very toxic. Mm-hmm. What did I learn out of that? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, lost myself so, every yeah. time. Every time we broke up, I lost a piece of myself. So this is what we don't want. <laughs> right. Every time I lost it until I didn't know who the fuck I was. Damn. And so... Yeah, one of those times we broke broke up for a long, long time. I didn't know who the fuck I was. So, I mean, yeah. Tell me what I learned. I don't even know. But I, I lost a lot of myself. And I was still dealing with baggage mm, from, you know, childhood, childhood traumas. Yeah. And yeah, different stuff like that. On top of the relationship and abuse. Mm-hmm. With, it started on one side. Then it was both of us abusing each other. Damn type shit so yeah a long yeah a long few years of that yeah and in between that time um i did i was you know going through not just love and relationships but love of church i unlearned a lot because i learned the history of religion and especially christianity so um what was that? Maybe twenty five or so. That's when I started um, following the Hebrew Israelites and stuff like that. So that was totally different. And and even going back and forth, still in that relationship, that toxic ass relationship. Of course, we took a break because of that, but we were still cool. So it was still some kind of you know uncomfortability and confusion and just all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, I unlearned uh, Christianity. And learned Hebrew Israelite, and yeah. Who child? So, <laughs> whew, me and the church have had a rocky, a rocky road. Okay, mm-hmm. and okay. <laughs> so, I think I officially stepped away from church when I was like twenty. Four twenty five, but okay. Like grew up in church, die hard. You couldn't tell me nothing about Jesus. You couldn't tell me the, you know, all the things. And so 
I never would have thought from the way that I grew up that I would have a completely different relationship with the church and Christianity. So the way I grew up was like, this is the only way. This is, you know, this is how you, you know, this is what you got to do. Anything outside of this is just wrong and you're going to hell for it type Mm -hmm. shit. And so... Very much like you, like I grew up in a Baptist church and I just, church used to feel me mm-hmm. and, and I used to feel church, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. And it was just, it was an energy, it was uh, an experience, it was just, it was, it was joy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was literally joy for me and it was like joy for so many people that I knew, so not only was I being filled, but like it was a joy to witness other people getting a, you know, like getting a, getting a joy on too. Mm -hmm. And so stepping into my twenties, like life, not only was I changing, but my views were changing and it was something about being at college and other people was like, (laughs) just, just being around people who had different cultures different backgrounds and different religions and different relationships. I was like, okay, so if they not Christian, it was just something about college and the college experience that just made me ask more questions Mm -hmm. in life. And so from there, I was still like, nah, but I'm still go to church. I'm still, you know, blah, blah, blah. And something about church change for me when I no longer had the same I started going to different churches because yeah because Mm -hmm. it was like I wasn't feeling the same at this one church and so I was like well I'm gonna just take a break or I'm gonna go visit other churches and Mm -hmm. see if that changes Mm -hmm. and I tried that for a little while I joined a Pentecostal church for a couple years and things change within that and so I'm like so what do I do you know because I still had this very deep love for God. And even still, like, there's a there's a, a love for God that will never, you know, that will never be shaped. Mm-hmm. But, never be shook, whatever. But it's a different view of what and who God is. Right. Um, and just understanding, like, how Christianity has been weaponized against so many so many people as a form of like trying to silence them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still know, but you know what? Like now looking back, like I can see religion and it works for some people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people that I love and adore and are so close to my heart are like diehard Christians. Like they Same. will still like, you know what I'm saying? Like they still give a hearty praise to, you know, the Lord God, Jesus Christ over every, over every meal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to knock you for that. Right, you know, right. like that's yo that works for you. Right. And you know, as long as you aren't, you know, trying to per, you know, like make, mm, as long as you are satisfied with the, you know, with that relationship and that, that works for you, then go off. Um, but I just, I don't feel that anymore. Right. And it's because religion as a whole, it's not just Christianity that mm-hmm. makes me feel that way. Right. It's, it's religion as a whole. It's just that I have such a personal relationship 
um, or had a personal relationship with Christianity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my early 20s was me stepping away from the church and really tapping into, you know, into a, a, a new a new realm. Yeah. A new realm. So, <sighs> yeah. yeah. And moving on to the mid to the mid and and uh well mid 20s to 30s i ain't in my oh, 30s yeah you're not in your 30s mm-hmm. yet honey but uh, i got a long time right i think i got one more segment after the girl <laughs> Shit. but i'm gonna this will be the last one um so from from the mid 20s to now <laughs> um 20 what was that about 20 28 29 30 maybe when i was in florida the second time and um in Delray Beach that's when I learned that God because for a second before then I I think I I went atheist because I'm like I I went away from from Hebrew Israelite I'm like this feels the same Mm. it 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 feels the same it feels like religion and that's not you know that's not spirit religion and spirituality are different and I'm you know I'm seeking home Mm-hmm. the home that I once felt mm-hmm. in religion, you know what I'm saying? And so when I was in uh, Florida, in Delray Beach, that's the first time that I learned that God had always been inside of me. I never had to look outside of myself for God because God was right there. And it doesn't have to be God per se. It could be like God is in everything. Mm-hmm. God is all, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? I, I just felt like I had been lied to, and, and and it's not necessarily being lied to, but misinformed for sure. Because you know everybody has their own truth, mm-hmm. and what they thought the 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 truth that they thought that they were given to me was the truth, the only truth that they know. But there's more truths as you get older, or once you open yourself up to the unknown. And to to the infinite, you learn that there's all kinds of truth to so many things. Yeah. And everybody has their own truth. But that's that's when I learned that God had never went anywhere. Source, the universe. That's when I learned that. And I learned about energy, frequencies, and vibrations, and sage, and, and how to cleanse my body and my mind. And even though, like, I had not yet discovered, like, the mental health of myself. Oh, yes, I did. That was 2010, as a matter of fact. Ooh, wee. That's the first time I had a mental breakdown in 2010. Okay. And that was the first time I was in Florida. (laughs) But... Yeah, so so many layers and levels from from love to spirituality, religion, just all of that. And now I feel like I don't know shit. I only feel I know love. I I know nature. Like I know things that are infinite. Those things I know for sure. But as far as these man-made things. And things that I have not seen, like, in this lifetime, I, I can't really, 
like there's no 100% trust in the seen, but the unseen I trust with everything that I have. And that's that's one of one of the things that I've learned at this age of 34. I'll be 35 in July, Lord. But the things that that are unseen mean so much more than the things that are seen, these physical things, because we can lose them and they can go away just like that. And they will be no more. But things that are unseen, like love, like like energy, frequency, vibrations, these things change life. Love, joy, peace, and even the opposite. There's a polar to everything. Like hate, fear, those things change life. They can change situations. So it's this whole time I never knew it was up to me to change. Or, you know, not, not change myself, but change my way of thinking. Think in terms of creating a new reality. Instead of ridding something old, you create something new and the old fades away. And it, you know, so many layers and of things that I've I've learned in between those times up to up until now. That's a book. But those are some of the basic things that I learned. And I learned a more a lot, a lot about love. A lot about love and the layers of love. And I never knew until this relationship that love, like relationship love, can go beyond what you think it can. Like just when you think it's this is, you know, the the flat, like a flat rate. Like this is this is pretty much the, you know, the basics of love, and this is this is the, the normal, yeah, the plateau, right? Mm-hmm. And this is it. And then like you stick with that person, or you know, whatever that is, and I I speak on my relationship, sticking to it, you find depth depths more and more depths to love and what it means to love and how it feels and the difference between you know what I'm saying just fucking with somebody and having a lot of feelings for them to really really like having a connection like not not just a relationship not just a girlfriend it's like a best friend like what a best friend and a lover and y'all like 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 BFFs for real for real just so it's so so much to learn and one thing i've learned is that learning is never over you never sometimes you relearn a lot of times we relearn Mm -hmm. over and over again recycle lessons yeah once you thought you thought you knew some shit till it comes back Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh shit this is a new level or it can yeah it can be the same lesson you're just looking at it from a different perspective yeah. yeah for sure yeah for sure <laughs> for sure for sure for sure <laughs> that was that was everything um to counteract that counteract counter sure. whatever the fuck it's late <laughs> <laughs> to piggyback off what T was saying okay. um yeah like i did not know what the fuck love really was until this relationship like romantic love um 
even if I had an idea, for me, I didn't believe it was possible for me. Like, I could see it for other people. But for me, like, I was like, ain't no way. And I'm really grateful to now not only know, but have, like, genuinely been blessed to experience, like, real love. Mm -hmm. And the kind that's, like, unconditional, like, no matter where you at mentally or spiritually or physically like that love that just reaches you wherever you are and I don't know for me like late 20s has literally been about just being Mm. and whatever that looks like being still being loud Mm -hmm. being sexy being beautiful like being present And whatever, wherever you are. Um, And for a bitch with anxiety, that ain't always easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you work at it, whatever you you water grows. Um, So, yeah, this final stretch of being in my 20s. Girl, I'm gonna be in my twenties for just give me like ten more years <laughs> of being in my twenties. I promise I'm gonna do right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do right this time. Um, but this tail end of my twenties has been also about like redefining who we are because we have this limited view, especially like people people's perception of like sexual attractions, mm-hmm. like people have this limited view of like, well, you can't, you can't like this if you like that, or you can't do this if you do that, or if you this person, how you gonna like somebody who do the same thing? Mm-hmm. I'm in a point in my life where not only am I driving the boat, but I make the rules, mm-hmm. and you do too, mm-hmm. you know, you do, and you do, and you do, and <laughs> them too, like, you make the rules, you decide you know what this looks like every day throughout the day you Mm -hmm. know i'm i'm really advocating for redefining who you are as it comes up for you you are allowed to change you are allowed to evolve you're allowed to um just give yourself permission to consistently be free Mm -hmm. be more free you know it opens up so many doors for you when you take the limits off when you take the labels off, when you unbox yourself, and when you give other people permission to do the same, whew. Mm-hmm. like to me, that's how we grow. That's how we evolve. And that's how we continue to expand. This planet is big enough for us all to expand. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's literally. Don't let them lie to you. Girl, <laughs> I know it's 19 million people in New York City, but it's enough <laughs> room for all of us to take up space. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's enough room for us all to take up space. So I implore you to dive deeper into yourself. I know you still got to tackle your 30s. i I implore y'all to define who you are yes and to redefine that shit yes you know don't let societal pressures or what outside people may think or may feel or may say Mm -hmm. you know that's fucking life you know people 
will always have an opinion about what somebody else is doing. People will always have something to say about what you're doing. Will you let that stop you? I know what it's like to let other people's thoughts and views and opinions stop you. Mm -hmm. I've hindered myself a thousand times, but at this point... It ain't shit people can say that's going to stop me from attain, obtaining these, you know, what I'm set out to do. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Real. Yes. Be free. Be free. So now, Tierra's going to tell us about her. Have you have you already touched? I feel like you just said a mouthful. I did. I did. I went back back to to late, late 20s mm-hmm. to 30s to now. Right. Because so you was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, goodness. Is there uh, one more lesson you want to give us in your thirties? Absolutely, two, okay. two, two more. Two more. Two more. Okay. Um, I learned my early third, early, late twenties. I learned that I did not want to get a sex change, even though I felt like I'm more of a masculine person than I am a female. Yes, the hell you are. <laughs> <laughs> You mean feminine? Yeah, more feminine, more masculine, masculine than, than you feminine. are feminine. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a man a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go through the procedures, mm-hmm. you know, of hormones or surgeries mm-hmm. or none of that. Mm-hmm. So that's when I learned to accept the woman life, mm-hmm. the woman parts, not mm-hmm. the woman life, because what the fuck is that? Anyway, um, I accepted that. I also accept the fact that I like penis as well as the vagina. Mm-hmm. I love women way more <laughs> than men. <laughs> also, also, and I was curious about having both, but I wasn't. I don't think I was mentally ready for that mm-hmm. in those times. I also was in a very dark space, and with the attempted suicide, I learned. That no matter how bad things may look and feel and seem at that darkest moment, it is so worth continuing on with life to see how it's gonna turn out. Mm-hmm. It is so. It that's when I learned. It's it, life is worth moving forward in. No matter what the eyes may show you, that's that physical thing. The eyes and ears will give you a reality that you feel like you cannot bear. But go deep within with those things that are unseen to tap in to possibilities of better tomorrows. And it is so worth it. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking weird. <sighs> That's right. Okay. Now I'm learning self-love. Yes. All over again. There's new levels. I didn't know I didn't. I won't say I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. I won't say I didn't I didn't know I didn't love myself. But I, I didn't know that I really lacked in like self-confidence and self-love, self-care, mm-hmm. all of that. Because I'm busy moving around, work, work, work. Once you get older, you come to realize that. If you don't take care of your body, you can't work like you want to. You can't do a lot of things that you want to do because your body is going is the ruler. Yeah, you've neglected your <laughs> your source. Yeah, if you neglect yeah. the source, if you neglect what's inside, the outside will be 
your reflection. Yeah. So. Can I just, okay, so let's just reflect for a second. So, I don't know if y'all remember the episode with, go, please, do us a favor and go back and listen to the segment that we did with Aziza, the Bare Soul episode. On that episode, we talked about our mental health and how at one point each of us had thought about or attempted suicide at one point of our life and uh, (laughs) Aziza said something like if you had to suck at anything in this life I'm glad that we all suck at killing ourselves (laughs) it was such a dark ass joke but I was like respect you know what I'm saying like if we had to suck at anything and if we had to fail at anything like I'm so glad that we all failed at as suicide and i'm really grateful that you chose to still be here because i don't want to know what this world would be like without you you are such a light you are all the love that i know to be god Mm. and i just love i love experiencing love with you same so thank you for choosing to be here thank you even when I act like an old grandpa. Girl, a fussing ass <laughs> granddaddy. I'd be like, like, Tara, just put the... <laughs> put the phone down. Right, first of all. Put the phone down. Stack that on top of that. And then you will get to it, you know? Baby steps. Folks be getting on my nerves, Lord. Shit. <laughs> I get on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> Shit. Girl, I'll be, whew. Whew, I be pissing myself off sometimes. Like, girl, get it some <laughs> But then you gotta, you know, you just gotta, you gotta come at that with some grace and some love uh-huh. and, you know, just be like, all right, girl, it's okay. We gonna get it together. We gonna rest. You know, there is power in taking a fucking nap. <sighs> I just wanna say that. If you overwhelmed, if you stressed out, just take a nap. True. Drink some water, take a nap, and then figure out life when you wake up. Yeah, if you can sleep. If you can sleep. <laughs> if you can sleep. Shit. But, yeah. It's true, though. It is. It's true. It is. <laughs> really? <laughs> Taking my deep breaths, babe. <laughs> you don't sound like you taking too many. Boy. She hating. All right. Thank y'all for joining us on this episode. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yes. We will see y'all next time. Yes, yes. Peace and love. Peace. So thank y'all for tuning in uh-huh. to our episode, School and Life. We had a good time recording it, and we had a great time <laughs> recording it. So, <laughs> so we are going to <laughs> check in with our self care. <laughs> Tiara, what have you been doing for self care? You want I me to go first? I've been breathing deeply. And questioning my feelings, especially if I get bothered by something, 
um, instantly question like, why do I feel this way? And try to digest and see if it's legitimate or I'm just being paranoid or one of my egoic thoughts are taking over type thing. <clears throat> so that's a part of healthcare. I mean, self-care <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of self-care to prevent from anxiety and or depression mm-hmm. so that i'm not overthinking and you know what i'm saying like allowing thoughts to carry into and create something that does not exist yes and so that's why i question my emotions and my thoughts because some thoughts and emotions are not mine they are passing through they could be from someone who is around me because as human species that's how we work we still figuring it out but that is one of the things like so i'm just digesting um things that i'm instantly offended about because i get offended about a lot of shit so that's one of my self-cares for this week Hmm. okay so i don't know if i've shared this before on this platform but one thing that i'm going to start doing i'm creating a new tradition for myself so my cycles are very painful menstrual cycles and it usually takes a lot out of me like at least a week and a half before my cycle actually starts she goes into labor i literally go into labor like every month and it's bad i have to like literally do ten thousand things just to get minimal relief like it takes my breath away it's it's painful so one thing that i'm starting to do is i want to make a some sort of love offering for myself every month whether that's I really want to start with cooking just because I really like cooking I really enjoy cooking and it's like a spiritual experience for me most of the time um I want to start like just cooking something like soup or something that's like fulfilling but hearty um but light something that's going to add fuel to my body mm. um like a vegetable soup or mm. like a kale soup with garbanzo beans some shit like that you know with some garbanzo beans honey <laughs> um and just like thank my body for what we about to go through because bitch <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be something so just to like pour some love and um some healing some that's a a form of self-care for me it's like getting my body ready for what's to come and saying like I love you and I'm gonna hold you through this even if we gotta cry or you know take some Tylenol which I try to avoid taking pain medicine but you know I'm not gonna let my body suffer either yeah so yes that is self-care for me like just seeing what I can do in advance and doing something about it before it gets too bad. So, yes. And drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. Check in with yourself throughout the day. Have I had enough water? Sometimes I've heard really good reviews about people downloading apps to make sure they have enough water. 
um, buying one of those like three liter or gallon jugs, filling that bitch up in the morning, making sure it's empty before you go to bed. Good. That way you've had enough water for the day. And you're good. Yeah. So whatever it takes, just check in with yourself. Yep. That's it. All right. Until next time, peace and love. Peace, love, and light.